The gospel reading this morning is from the book of St. Luke. It's chapter 2, verses 22 through 40, and can be found in your pew Bible on page 1591. Luke 2, verses 22 through 40. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. The Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Now moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts, and when the parents brought in the child, Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The Lord's father and mother marveled at what was said about him, and then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts and hearts will be revealed. The thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. And a sword will pierce your own soul as well. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, who uh, was of the tribe of Asher. And Anna was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage. And then was a widow until she was 84 she never left the temple, but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. This is the gospel of the Lord. You will Christ you may be seated.
Will you please pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Luke 2, 25 and 26. Let me read it one more time. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon. He was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Have you ever read the story Horton Hatches an Egg by Dr. Seuss? Have you ever seen it? I'm sure grandchildren, children, we read it, we wore it out. It is a wonderful story about an elephant named Horton. And the story begins with a a really lazy bird named Maisie, and she's sitting on her egg in a tree. Sitting on her egg in a tree. And sitting on the egg was tiresome, and it was boring to Maisie. She hated it. She said to herself, I'd take a vacation. I'd fly off off for a rest if I could find someone to stay on my nest. And that's when Horton walked by. And Maisie asked Horton if he would sit on her egg while she took a little rest. And Horton objected at first. But Maisie promised that she would not be gone long. And so Horton finally agreed. And soon he was sitting on the nest while Miss Maisie flew off to Florida for a vacation. And in Florida, Maisie had such fun that she decided she would never return to her nest. And days turned into weeks, and weeks turned into months. But Horton kept sitting there day after day. Winter came, and icicles hung from Horton's trunk and from his feet. But still he remained faithful to his promise to Maisie, the lazy bird. Horton said, I'll stay on this egg, and I won't let it freeze, he said with a sneeze. I meant what I said, and I said what I meant. An elephant is faithful, 100%. Now, (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's not indicative of all elephants. I don't know if elephants are really faithful 100% or not, but I know someone who is, and that's our Father who art in heaven. The Bible is full of promises, the promises of God. And God is always faithful to keep his promises, isn't he? he? Amen? God keeps his promises, amen? All right. It's going to get better, I promise, you know. 
In the Bible, there is a historical account about the man Simeon. And Simeon was a a very old man who had faithfully served God all of his life. And Simeon was looking forward to coming, the coming of the Messiah. And God had promised Simeon that he would not die until he had seen the Christ, the promised Messiah. And so we read in the account this morning, the gospel account, that a few days, which is actually 40 days, according to the law of Moses, after the birth of Jesus, Mary and Joseph took Jesus to the temple to dedicate him to God. And Simeon was in the temple, and as soon as Simeon, we know, saw the baby, he knew that Jesus was the Christ and that God had kept his promise that he would not die until he had seen the Messiah. God is faithful to his promises 100%. We are at the beginning of a new year. And many of us will make promises to God about things that we will do in the new year. And I'm afraid that many times they are promises made, but promises never kept. We are not promise keepers. We are promise breakers by definition. And that is the condition of our flesh. In Romans 7, 24, Paul cries out, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death. And then in the next verse, verse 25, he says, Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. This wretched body of death that only Christ and him crucified can rescue. He alone can rescue us from eternal damnation. Our Father who art in heaven, he is faithful in keeping his promises to you and to me 100%. I want to take a moment also to hear again from Luke, this reading this morning in verses 22 through 24, where Jesus is presented at the table It read, and when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written by the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. The first male. And they must, the parents, offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of turtle doves in this case, or two young pigeons. A little different than what Hannah brought. An ephah of grain, a skin of wine, and a calf. Well, let's get one thing straight here. If there was ever a man who doesn't have to do what the law says, it's Jesus. Jesus is the one who made the law. Jesus is the one who wrote it on stone tablets. Jesus is the perfect and holy and sinless. Jesus alone is perfect, holy, 
and sinless. In his life, well, let me start back here. If there's one man again who doesn't need to offer a sacrifice for his birth, it's Jesus. So here's the question. Why does this why do his parents do that? Why would his parents follow the law of Moses? Why is Jesus treated as if he is under the law? Why does he have to be presented to the Lord? Do you have any thoughts on that? The reason is is because he has to come and he has to put himself under the law so that it will apply to him just as it applies to you. One more time, he had to submit himself in flesh to be under the law and that it would apply to him just as it applies to you. But the difference between him and you, the difference between he and I is that he is going to keep that law He's going to keep that promise. He will fulfill it. He will do it. He will never, ever break the law. And then he's going to give that law-keeping to you. He kept the law for you and for me. In the Old Testament, the firstborn child had to be redeemed. That is to be brought back with a sacrifice. And this was a reminder of the firstborn of Egypt who had died when the Lord set his people free. It also pointed ahead to God's only begotten son, his firstborn, his and Mary's firstborn. That he would give his life to save all all the children, regardless of the order of their birth. By law of Moses, the firstborn male. But Jesus fulfilled the law, and all of the children are saved. All of the children are bought back, purchased at a price. All of them, regardless of their gender and regardless of their birth order. Amen, hallelujah, thank you, Lord. Jesus put himself under the law both ways. He put himself under the law, under its requirements, and he put himself under the law, under its curses. Under its curses. In his life, he keeps the commandments perfectly. In his life, He lived the life that you could not, that I could not. In his life, he went on to the cross. And he suffers the judgment and the curse of the law. Even up to and including dying the death that you deserved. And he lived your life and he died your death. And in doing both, he has saved you. 
One more time. He keeps the commandments perfectly. Living the life you and I could not. He suffers the judgment and the curse of the law. Dying the death that you and I deserved. He lived your life, my life, and your death and my death. And in doing both, he has set us free. He has saved you and me. It is likely that your parents brought you to a church when you were a baby. But not to fulfill the law. It wasn't to fulfill the law. They brought you to church to have put upon you holy baptism. And in holy baptism, the law keeping perfection and salvation of Jesus, the law keeping perfection and salvation of Jesus was applied on you. You and I, like Simeon, can depart in peace because our Father keeps his, prop- his promises 100%. In the name of Jesus, amen.